0: So you I am a cowboy, looking for anything heavy, I should call this guy here? this guy
1: always fun guys on oh, Show oh,
0: y'all what up y'all <laughs> what's going on check it out it's me it's us it's your buddy mortimer the magic man main coming at you live with some more Yo, hope everyone is having a great day so far We are certainly having a nice one Lots going on, got a big show today as per usual But lots to talk about It's music, it's history, it's film, it's culture, okay? It's what's going on and what has been going on But we're not going to comment on the future because that would be pointless Alright, here we go Let's kick it off with some fan mail because I'm getting tons! Two, two letters today. This one, the first one, was from Mind Your Biznach again. And, and this is awesome because uh, I, I fucked up. Letter says, Morty, you must be on some crazy shit. <laughs> In the Drake episode, you said that Drake invented saying the six to refer to Toronto. This is true. But then you say, you know, the 613 area code. It's the 416, stupid. You're welcome for serving the real juice. <laughs> oh, mind your biznatch, yeah. That okay, well that's true, mind your biznatch. I gotta clap back though, cause 416, yes, well the long time Toronto area code, I remember learning that Toronto had a- adopted a second area code and that one starts with six. So that's the one I meant to say. <laughs> six four seven six four seven I don't I don't know why okay anyways there's six in both area codes but there's also four in both area codes so Toronto could very, you know could have also been the four but I guess that doesn't have uh, that same ring to it right okay thank you mind you business next letter also to do with Drake this one is coming from dips it says magic just wanted to add my vote to the Drake would not blast table especially after finding out he had already had music industry connections before blowing up i know that was pretty crazy right he definitely had the the ins sorry letter goes on main thing is i just don't find his music very good also i'm no expert but i don't think it's typical to say that a guy who has a supporting actor in a teen drama grew up hard yeah for sure we've heard that criticism times right started from the bottom everyone was like what (laughs) you know it's like started as a successful childhood star now we're here as a successful adult star Drake's heard that a million times you know you gotta ask that question though because it's just like what but I mean when he started when Drake you know was a non-famous person there was a time when Drake was a non-famous person and that's where that's what he refers to as the bottom <laughs> oh man okay sorry back to the letter uh, I don't think it's typical to say the guy who grew up sporting actor grew apart with respect to his Raptors involvement he's like the rich kid who paid to be on the sports team but no one really wants him to be there but they can't say no because he paid for all their equipment. Oh, man. Dips. On point. And then Dips signs up, says, Happy to see Canadian artists getting recognition for quality art, but I don't think Drake's art is quality. Damn, what an indictment. Okay, so we'll, we'll go to the, the list after, see where we're at. But thank you for writing in Dips. Next, business, the movie. You gotta be spicing up your movie and film watching with some foreign films every once in a while, okay? Read the subtitles, see how the other people in the other countries are living. For example, in France, in the city of Paris, what's life like there for people? So the movie we watched was called Hidden. It's from 2004, starring Julie Binoche and some French guy. I forget the name of the director I feel ashamed about that but it was really good it was it was European as which I like it it made you think it's basically rich guy perfect life past comes back to haunt him a little bit it seems like he's the protagonist the hero but maybe this guy is just kind of a jerk kind of a dickhead somebody that we wouldn't allow to chill with us in the lounge you know (laughs) no dickheads you gotta come correct to get respect up in here check out the movie though it's great 2004 is hidden okay dead kennedys this is This is another original pressing, another original release that Carol ordered from the UK. Because even though the Dead Kennedys are an American band, their first major studio release was on a UK record label. And that might have had something to do with censorship. Because the Dead Kennedys, the Kennedys, a reference to the American political dynasty family, who was started by Joe, the bootlegger, the racist, and ended up seeing one of his sons, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, assassinated in Dallas, Texas in 1963. And then shortly after that, his other son, Attorney General of the United States, Robert Kennedy, assassinated. And in between those, Martin Luther King, assassinated. This was a very tough time for America. We haven't seen political assassination on such scale since then. Although, many places in the world right now, in 2021, do, are seeing it all the time. Prominent political figures assassinated, sometimes in public, sometimes made to look like they fell out of a window or, you know, the poison was just a heart attack. Anyways, when John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Canada, my mom said they brought the radio into the classroom to listen to the coverage, and the teacher was crying. So, only not even 20 years later, when these guys named themselves the Dead Kennedys, a lot of Americans had a big problem with that because they associate the assassination of John F. Kennedy with, you know, hatred murder, impediment to progress for years, violence, dictating political futures, really bad stuff for democracy. And right now, as you sit here and listen, you might be like, well, who the hell do these guys think they are? Are these punks, these goddamn punks? Hey, okay, This is what uh, they had to say on it. This is what East Bay Ray had to say. We actually respected the Kennedy family. When JFK was assassinated, when MLK was assassinated, when RFK was assassinated, the American Dream was assassinated. So basically, everything that the Dead Kennedys and Jello Biafra are railing against is, yeah, that American Dream of the 50s was clearly no longer attainable for the larger population, and only for the rich, these guys sang about injustice and equality, and shit. these guys are some of the original punks, that smart discourse, that the first step towards change is identifying what is holding us back, where is the hypocrisy? what policies are, are making rich people richer and poor people poor and they used satire often to get their points across today we're gonna be listening to Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables their first studio album this Carol copy that I have Carol didn't write her name on the album jacket this time she wrote it on the disc which is just interesting for you I think here is the song list, side one, track one, kill the poor, forward to death, when you get drafted, when you get drafted, let's lynch the landlord, drug me, your emotions, chemical warfare, side two, track one, California, Uber Alice, I kill children, <laughs> that's my favorite, stealing people's mail, Funland at the beach, ill in the head, Holiday in Cambodia, the big one, the juice, the drugs for me and then Viva Las Vegas, which is a cover This is their debut album. It came out in 1980 This band the Dead Kennedys were formed in San Francisco in 1978 The original lineup all had stage names. They were Jello Biafra, East Bay Ray, Klaus Floride, a guy named 6025, so I don't know if that was like 6025 or 6025, 6025, I don't know. And then someone called Ted, whose real name was Bruce. So that's pretty funny. The Dead Kennedys, because uh, that the name of their band alone was so shocking, they sometimes had to use pseudonyms to book shows. So they uh, went by the DKs. And also sometimes the sharks, the creamsicles, or the pink twinkies. I didn't know any of that So when this album was released on cherry red records Which is a great name for a record label and you should check out their logo Which is on the disc on the Instagram page. They'll be posting the art and the foldout and everything This was not a major So this was like not selling out <laughs> But then they got super popular And a large part of that was I think the song holiday in Cambodia I think it's their biggest and most famous hit but they had other I mean you can't call any of these hits because they never reached like popular widespread fame of course actually no that's that's not obvious outside of the punk community right they they were only ever appreciated by punks which is what they liked which is what they wanted so check out some of these other famous songs Too Drunk To Fuck Nazi Punks Fuck Off MTV Get Off The Air and you know like just the the message is right there right in the name of the song Kill The Poor that's a joke by the way I Kill Children that's a joke by the way they're against that stuff (laughs) Holiday in Cambodia okay I've holidayed in Cambodia 2009 it's a beautiful place I was at Angkor Wat blew my mind the temple of humanity. I don't know if a lot of people know about this, the Khmer Rouge, Pol Pot. I learned a little bit about this in school. I read the book The Killing Fields. Military-backed strong men came to power, overthrew the existing government, instituted then this new brand of communi- murderous communism that they did, killed a whole bunch of people who didn't want to go along with them. It was uh, horrific. It was one of the horrific moments in history. The Dead Kennies and jell biafra were like, are people aware that this is going on? Because this album came out in 1980, and I think the mass killings were exposed in 1979. I remember learning that if you did something so benign as wear eyeglasses to improve your eyesight and you were seen on the streets with such what was referred to as like western regalia you could be murdered you could be murdered because if you had corrective lenses you were probably you know rich maybe one of the existing aristocracy if you could ever call it that or an intellectual you know because why else would you need glasses other to read books and if you read books you're probably going to realize that the government and power their policies are complete garbage are suffering greatly for them and so that happened and dead kennedys were like what a fucking disaster and this song also talks about kind of like yuppies college students visiting this beautiful country at the same time that there's hundreds of thousands of bodies buried in the countryside this was bona fide genocide for the Cambodian minorities that weren't desired by the ruling party estimated that three million people were killed within four or five years that's one quarter of the population of this whole country imagine if you were in a situation where one in every four person people one in every four people that you knew all of a sudden was dead and then You had the uh, rich tourists kind of enjoying the beauty of your country and having no fucking idea. So, let's all take a little holiday in Cambodia. Jesus Christ, this is heavy, so let's just let it loose a bit. Once you get through the noise, you're going to hear the tunes. Holiday in Cambodia, baby. Let's shed some light on it. This is Dead Kennedy's best song. I hope you're ready. I hope you enjoyed that, but I hope you're ready for some facts here. The cover art on the album shows several police cars on fire. This was from a real photograph taken during the White Knight Riots in San Francisco in 1979. That They were the reaction to the light sentencing of the man who murdered Harvey Milk and San Francisco Mayor George Moscone. Holiday in Cambodia was originally a B-side for a single that came out before this album was released. The A-side was Police Truck. Remember, that song was on a Tony Hawk video game soundtrack. Their second studio album from 1982 is called Plastic Surgery Disasters, which is a scary name. Have you ever seen these plastic surgery face people that you're just like, you look like a fucking monster? Who in your life is telling you that you look good and you should keep doing this? i've seen a couple of these people on uh, caribbean resorts man and they just scare me their appearance scares me these guys dead kennedys are major into diy they're huge diy gods because nobody's gonna play your music if they don't agree with your message or whatever so you gotta do it yourself you gotta get out there and do something you gotta make the art yourself sometimes sometimes no one's gonna put you on okay you're not Drake. You you actually are at the bottom. You got no friends, no help. Even the stuff that you're doing, your friends are just like, ah, it's too weird for me. In 1985, Jello and I guess the whole band had beef with a group called Parents Music Resource Center, which is probably the lamest sounding organization I've ever heard of. Parents Music? Jesus. Stay arrested, Jello, for obscenity. And everyone involved in the release, the record that had an insert by an artist friend of theirs that had showed some penises. It was called The Penis Landscape. And then some kid bought the record and her mom found it and she's like, what is this? So it went to trial and resulted in a hung jury. I was thinking about it like, who decides who gets to be the arbiters of what's acceptable for kids and what's not? Like the parental guidance, explicit lyrics, who decides that? Because I'm thinking, you know, just because you have a kid and are able to get offended doesn't mean you're not a stupid fucking idiot. So why do you get to decide? Their 1986 album was called Bedtime for Democracy. Now get this, you should go check this out. The cover artwork from 1986 depicts a defaced Statue of Liberty overrun with Nazis, media, KKK members, corrupt government officials, and religious zombies so that's how they saw it in 1986 okay situation sadly not much changed how insightful of them these guys later kind of just descended into beef between each other band members and royalties then they also had an album called give me convenience or give me death which i just love the irony during a global pandemic is so fucking rich for that one Give me convenience or give me death. I'd rather die than have to put on a mask. (laughs) Okay, Drake, blast back, 63, not blast, 87, the tides have turned. That's where we're at right now. It's funny though, I was thinking about Dip's letter and what did he say? Dips said, just wanted to add my vote to the Drake would not blast especially after finding out he already had music industry connections. So so Dips found out that Drake had the ins and then therefore Drake wouldn't be blasting back. So I thought that was pretty good. No, nothing, no new Drake like pros or cons. I think that are worthy of the list. So that's gonna be it. That's it for the show. I hope uh, you learned at least some of the history today. I hope you like the song. These guys, Dead Kennedys, I've always—they've never been a huge favorite band of mine uh, because Yellow Bias's voice is so annoying to me uh, if you listen to it like repetitively. But it's also—it's like the—it's the heart of the the sound too, so it's important. And that song, "Holiday in Cambodia," really gets to me, so I think that's a—that's a great one. I was happy to share it with you guys today with everyone today so with that i will leave you with uh, an adieu because it's 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 late and i got stuff to do baby but bring it back here one time tomorrow and meet up with me because i got more of this good stuff for you and while you go off on your own path crossing that of others remember the message is peace and each one teach one maybe you'll be able to drop some science on somebody else someday with what you learned here today So that's going to be it. Kids, neighbors, my friends, people of the world. I will see you tomorrow. Peace, baby. Peace. Peace.